everybody, it's time for another Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. Hello, welcome, welcome back to the one and only Talking Bollocks. Yes, uh, still in lockdown format, still doing you um, three at last count podcasts a month. You're getting movie bollocks, you're getting two episodes of Talking Bollocks. And if you're a patron, you also get a radio show called Radio Bollocks. That's right, I have three bollocks that's a hilarious joke, isn't it? So, I got into Patreon a bit early. Um, I may as well do a little bit up front about Patreon. Basically, if you want to get extra content of the podcast, if you want to get behind-the-scenes stuff uh, of Acid Rain, then um, then that's the place to go. It is just $5 a month. Um, I'm also doing live... Um, we're doing live Zoom chats um, at least once a month. So we all get together, have a few beers and have a chat. I tell all the stories that I'm not allowed to tell on the podcast or rather I can't tell on the podcast. And um, and yeah, it's a, it's a good old it's a good old laugh. Um, nearly three hours <laughs> um, last week. So, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Three hours of me. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know. But they can't leave. They're all strapped down. Anyway, I am your host, Howard H. Smith. As I've already mentioned, singer of Acid Rain, UK thrash band, first album for 29 years last night, uh, last released last year. And no, not going to be writing another one for a while. Just because we've got plenty of time just doesn't mean that particularly moved to write a new album. We've only just put one out. But there you go. Anyway, um, yeah, you've got this podcast. You can find this podcast on social media. You can find the band on social media. I also do stand-up comedy. My character, Keith Platt, is at keithplatt.co.uk. You can find Keith Platt on various social media. So there you go. That's all of the promotional horse shit out of the way. It is good to be back, guys. It really is. And what has been happening in the world of metal since last we spoke? Well, I'll tell you what. Something pretty momentous has happened. Something incredible. Something I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Not only did I not think I would see this in my lifetime, I never actually thought about it at all. And that is Alice Cooper chocolate milk. Yep, that's right. Denizen Dairy will release a special edition, a special, a special edition, Alice Cooper chocolate milk bottle at retail grocers and for home delivery across Arizona this fall. Okay, so there you go. We call it autumn over here from the from the from the the Latin autumnus, meaning shedding, but it's called fall in the US because the stuff falls um anyway uh if you're in arizona you've got alice cooper chocolate milk coming and if you're not in arizona you're really missing out because i know what everybody listening to this podcast thinking is thinking i want me some alice cooper chocolate milk well you can't have any it's only available in arizona sorry just found a a a, a bit of lunch in my mouth that uh, i hadn't got rid of there you go there's a little bit uh, there's, there's a mental picture you can't get rid of um Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, chocolate milk, really. But you know what? You think, oh God, another band, another artist, you know, just doing it for the sake of it. Not at all. Um, it's actually, it's purely for, uh, you know, they're not going to make any any money off it. It's just providing kids with 
uh, calcium, basically. Kids with calcium, yeah. Um, and sugar, because it's chocolate milk, obviously. Um, but it is being, but you know, it's, it's part of um, uh, the charity that he runs with his wife that he has done since 1995. It's more of a foundation, actually. The organisation the organization operates the Rock Teen Centre, a 28,000 square foot facility in Phoenix where people ranging from all ages of 12 to 20 uh, can get free instruction in music dance, art, film, photography, among many other artistic options. Isn't that fucking brilliant, eh? Isn't that brilliant that when, when you know, uh, this, this is what annoys me about rock and metal in general, okay? People just don't know all of this shit that's going on. You know, this story is like in the metal community. Uh, and admittedly, it caught my eye because it was, I just thought, that's quite, like, you know, really chocolate milk and then I read the story and I just thought wow that is so cool and you just think yeah none of this shit ever makes it into the it make, make, makes it across into the mainstream media you know we're, we're as as metal uh, you know as, as, as a metal community and I, inc- I include fucking Alice Cooper in that for fuck's sake as a metal community, you know, we're constantly um, on the end of, of barbs and slings and arrows of everybody else, you know what I mean, because of how the metal scene looks and it's all, you know, oh, it's isolationist, you know, it's not very welcoming of women and oh, blah, 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 and you're like, yeah, okay, Rob Halford, homosexual, yeah, has, has he got a problem? Has he had a problem with, uh, with, with this? No. Um, I think you'll find uh, Mina from uh, Life of Agony, transsexual uh, lead singer, any problems there? No, not in the world of metal. And there's Alice Cooper doing this really fucking cool shit. Um, and, and yeah, it won't make it out there. It's not the kind of thing that, that, that metal is known for. Yeah, to the outsider, we're all just a bunch of fucking long-haired tossers. Obviously not me. Got no hair. Or no-haired tossers. Whatever. I guess I'm... I, I don't know. Am I showing my age? Am I, am I, am I, am I being cranky for no reason? Um, I, I mean, I don't think so. But, um, yeah, I, I just think... It's just it's just a shame that people like Alice Cooper, anybody attached to rock or metal, they do things like this. They do good things, and it just it just basically goes unnoticed and uncommented upon. Um, and we you know we we end up slapping each other on the back, which is basically what I'm doing now. You know, telling you all about it, and we're all like, yeah, great, isn't that wonderful? And it's like, yeah, well, you just otherwise you're not going to hear about it at all anyway. Fucking hell, stop moaning out. It is a moan actually. Um, I've got a friend of mine um, who, who does this does this a lot well not a lot but it's done it more than once and and I know um, you know if I've got friends like this you've got I've got more than one friend like this um, but have you ever had a friend right they, they, they lend you some stuff or they're like, like they're saying oh get into that you know oh that band you know oh, I'll send you a link oh listen to this oh yeah, yeah blah, blah. and uh, uh, and they go uh, and you say like you know, oh, oh, you know, did you like that? And I go, yeah, no, no, I didn't. And they, oh, right, I, I, I thought you would. Yeah, that's presumably why you gave it to me. I'm just saying that I didn't. Oh yeah, but you know, you like bands like so and so. Yeah, so I thought you'd like that. Well, yeah, I mean, am I the only one having this conversation with people? You know, where they, where they're kind of, they're not annoyed, and they're not, uh, but they're just kind of like almost not letting you off the hook for not liking something because they've decided everything about it is things that you like therefore you will like this band and we all know how fucking subjective you know art of all forms comedy music film you name it they're all so wildly differing that you can't you know there is no formula but you but you end up with this person who is pretty sure that you should like that band and because you don't 
you know, you feel like you're not being let off the hook. Do you know what I mean? It's like like you've disappointed them somehow. It's like, oh, well, yeah, but you like so-and-so, and you like so-and-so. So I thought you'd like that. It's like, well, yeah, great, but um, no. Now, and, you know, now I'm having to fucking justify the fact that I don't like the band. It's like music doesn't work like that. It's not linear, is it? One plus one equals two. Machine Head plus Megadeth does not equal Metallica. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not a fucking, it's not an equation. Yeah, you can't figure it out. Some things, you know, you, you can you can give somebody a thing. Oh, you know, I think you really like this. And they come back, yeah, not really. You go, oh, right, I'm surprised. But no, not this particular breed of friend who, and again, great friends, no problems. More than, you know, but, but, I, but sometimes I do feel like I'm having to, like, justify not liking something. As in, I don't like it. It's not enough. It's like, oh, really? Oh, you know, why is that? And it's like, what, what do you mean, why? I either, either like it or I don't. Yeah? And if you want me to go into, like, you know, reams about why I don't like it, and then I'm going to have to listen to it a bit more. <laughs> anyway, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's just me and my imaginary friends. You never know. Um, uh, one thing that was um, rather amusing that caught my eye um, uh, oh, 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 during this time of lockdown um, was for those of you uh, that remember Will Carroll of uh, Death Angel was um, was hospitalised at uh, 12 days in a morphine induced coma um, with COVID-19 but he came out the other side um, and the headline of the article is great the headline just says Death Angel drummer says when you get the lead singer of Striker Strike, sorry when you get the lead singer of Striper backing you up you know that there's something wrong <laughs> um <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. He says it's unfortunate that some mainstream news outlets mangled his story of how of how um, he dreamt of visiting the afterlife before waking up from a twelve day coma after testing positive for coronavirus. The forty seven year old musician was hospitalised. You know, yada yada yada. Basically, um, he did an interview and he said something like, you know, uh, um, uh, what was it here? He said. Um, he said, while comatose, he said he saw himself leave his body and plummet down to hell, where Satan, a woman in his case, pushed him, um, uh, punished him for the deadly sin of sloth, morphing into Jabba the Hutt like a monster who vomited, vomited blood until he had a heart attack. Nice. Uh, but a mainstream news outlet picked up on it and focused on the Satan angle, with the New York Post running the headline, Death Angel Drummer Says He Met Satan During Near-Death Coronavirus Coma. Have you seen it? It's like fucking Chinese whispers, isn't it? You know, he says one thing and is quoted word for word correctly in the metal press over here. And then by the time he gets to the mainstream media, he's met Satan. And that is when you get fucking uh, lunatics like Striper coming out and hijacking his story. Uh, the visions the visions I had when I was in my coma were pretty scary. And when I woke up, they were just as clear in my as day in my mind. They were so visit. I asked her if I was still uh, if I was still in hell when I woke up. She just kind of looked at me and walked away. So there's a small part of the bigger story, you know, like surviving COVID, being in a coma for 12 days and, uh, and doctors thought I was going to die. They were shocked when I was awake and when I came to. So that's definitely stuck with me a little more than the, the visions of going to hell. But it's unfortunate that those news outlets mangled my story, regurgitating it and changed it to their own agenda. When you get the lead singer of Striper backing you up, you know there's something wrong. I just think that's fucking class. I really do. I mean, you know, as you all know, I ain't got no love for Striper. Um, but 
That's still a great line. Anyway, moving on. What's coming up? Oh, this is good news. Beavis and Butthead are coming back. Yeah, that's right. You heard. Comedy Central have ordered two new se- two new series of Beavis and Butthead. I am really hoping they rip the piss out of an acid rain video. Please, please rip the piss out of an acid rain video. Um... Yeah, I mean that should be awesome. I was a fan of um, I was I was a fan of the boys back in the day, and um, and I will I've never stopped being a fan. I'm really really looking forward to seeing that. That would be awesome. So keep an eye out for that. One thing that has happened since we last spoke, which surprised the living shit out of me, Slipknot's twenty the twenty first anniversary of that first Slipknot album. Well, you know the first one with Corey Taylor on it before you know I get castigated for it being their second full length player. Oh fuck off you fucking bastard um yeah so anyway it's 21 years 21 years i cannot fucking believe that i still remember i still remember where i was i was living in a different place than i am at the moment and um i remember getting it um i listened to a bit on a on one of those listening posts in hmv they used to have and i thought fuck me that sounds pretty fucking tasty i'm having that um and i got home And I just sat on my bed, put it on my stereo, sat on the bed, first track, all the sort of weird fucking, you know, samples and shit like that. I'm thinking, right, okay, 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 you know, and this is obviously the intro, I wonder when it's going to kick in. And then it's... And Joey's bass drum's come in and it's fucking insane and I'm just thinking, what the fuck? As I described it to my best mate at the time, who is still my best mate now. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine that? Somebody who's managed to hang around me all that time and not punch me in the face. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically what a best friend of... That's what that's what basically being my best friend entails. Knowing me for 30 years and not punching me in the face. Anyway, I said to him, it, it sounds like a fucking hand grenade going off. Just as like, if you, you know, just get a copy while you're out. Um, which which he did, um, and uh, and uh, proceeded to completely ruin a few people's evenings. But anyway, um, yeah, fucking hell, twenty one years now. I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. For me, Slipknot, not new metal. Um, uh, definitely some slight mu- some mu- some new metal influences in there. But um, uh, it's it riffs. You know, Slipknot is riff based. True true new metal isn't really it is not riff based it's rhythm and melody based so um so for for instance a lot of corn riffs are not particularly a riff it's more just a, a jagged rhythm um to which you know jonathan will you know spit some words over the top and there'll be some you know there'll be some like sort of fairly uh melodic shit going on as well but that and that is your kind of archetypal new metal um and that was never slipknot and to the extent that you know, Slipknot put an album out and um, um, and you know influenced Sepultura. So it's anyway, fucking hell. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna defend Slipknot, having already had to defend my own taste uh, for not liking stuff people lent me. Um, so Devil Driver, new album coming out. That's coming out on October the 9th, Dealing with Demons. Really looking forward to that. Second second single, Iona, is out. Um, I'm going to have to get Des on now. I really enjoyed... Um, I'm, I'm, have a look through the back catalogue if you um, haven't listened to the Des episode because um, 
That was really fucking cool. Really, really cool. Clearly a very relaxed kind of guy. Very at home in his own skin. And just really, really cool to talk to. Really, really, you know, really enjoyed um, his company on the podcast. Um, also, um, just to let you know, The Cult are in the process of making a new album. That's right, The Cult. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I've never liked The Cult. It used to be called Southern Death Cult. Didn't like them then. Uh, I don't like them when they're called The Cult. Don't like the album before Electric. And I don't like fucking Electric. Little devil. Fuck off. It's just, just really did not fucking like that album at all. And it was massive. Don't know what song it was. But they had that fucking song in it, Little Devil or whatever. Little Devil. Sounds more like rock and roll to, than, than like anything approaching metal or rock or anything like that for me. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I'm, I'm not not a fan of um, Ian Asprey or Astabry or whatever his fucking name is. Never really been a fan, and just yeah, the cult. Pfft, yeah, I'm not in that cult. Simple as that. Um, I, you know, let me know what you think, folks. Um, and uh, and I did see. I don't know why, but I I seem to have this fascination with Kiss. I'm well aware of it. You all take remind me that I always go on about how much I hate Kiss, and then I go on and on about Kiss. It was just an interesting an interesting article that I read. Um, purely, you know, for purely for you guys. Obviously, I wasn't interested myself, um, but just based on the fact that um, you know, um, Gene. And Paul have not always got on. And, you know, Paul is just really open about basically Gene just fucking irritating him and being a bit of a cock and him not really sort of liking him much. In the And, and they've just sort of got to know each other over the years and, and, and then now they have a working relationship. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, it is what it is, I guess. But, I mean, um, it's, in, I guess, it, I'm a little bit fascinated by the fact that they've been, um, that they've been together so long. And and it just seems it just seems such a business like relationship. Like literally, there is just no fucking art, you know, artistic conversations going on at all. It is all literally just business. It is just what percentage are we doing on this? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, look, fucking hell, kiss. Anywho, I'm not talking about kiss anymore. What I am going to do is talk to you a little bit about today's guest who you already know because obviously it's all over the fucking intro to the podcast and everything else um is scott holderby now i actually spoke to scott very recently i'm not going to put an actual day on it because obviously when i'm recording this and when you're hearing it'll be very different but let's just say for argument's sake i spoke to him yesterday okay so as you're hearing this um i did i did in fact speak to him yesterday and I thought, you know what, let's get this motherfucker out there. Because um, they've got, I mean, Mordred were, uh, and well, Scott's been on um, been on the podcast before when they were over here um, playing a few shows. Um, we've been, we stayed in touch, been friends ever since. Um, and it was, you know, it was just great to catch up with him. We have so much in common. Um, now, one thing I will say is that this is not the normal format interview. It was done over Zoom. So we can actually see, you know, so obviously we can see each other. Um, now, I know that, that that that's why I don't normally do visual um, podcasts, because personally, I think you're apt to be lazier with your words when you can see people, when you can you know, use your hands and, you know, you can talk with your hands and you can describe things. I, I just think it makes you lazy 
um, from you know from a words perspective. If you want to, uh, I, I wish I could think of a better way of putting it. Um, because you've got because you can cheat, whereas you guys listening, you don't have that. And sometimes I've listened to podcasts where it's a video podcast, and I just kind of feel like it's not the same experience. It's not like eavesdropping on that conversation. It's like it's it feel you feel almost like you're intruding because oh hang on they can see each other and I can't see them. Oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. So anyway, um, not going to do a massive amount uh, of, um, of these on Zoom, but um, uh, Scott really wanted to do it on Zoom. as um, It was the easiest format for him to work on as well, which is absolutely fine. Um, but it does mean that the video of it, which is on the YouTube channel, uh, the Talking Bollocks YouTube channel, um, it misses off for some reason. I don't know why, but it's missed off um, the beginning of our interview um, and it starts about, about 10 minutes in. However, if you watch it on YouTube, you will get all of the Patreon questions as well. So you get an extra half an hour. So yes, you might miss the first 10 minutes, but you get half an hour that is not going to be on this podcast. So there you go. I'm glad we've got all that sorted. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Do you know what? Actually, I've just remembered as well. Um, What you really need to know is that whilst we were doing this, ignore that, whilst um, whilst we were doing this... um, there was all the crap of setting up and it was just it was it it was a bit of a pain and 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 I said to Scott do you know what I'm I'm right I'm gonna I'm gonna delete all this and let's start again for once I was gonna edit out all the shit for you but then but then Scott said no no no, man leave it in leave it in the one time I was gonna take all that crap out for you um I was told to leave it in so um yeah you've got a load of faffing about before the interview starts enjoy this is myself and Scott chatting the other day Okay, here we go. It's time for Scott and I to have a chat. Let's go. Hey, dude. How are you? Right, I haven't got, I have, for some reason I haven't got you yet. I've got, um, right, I haven't got sound. Hang on a second. What a pain. This will be my, um, my settings. Where are we? Right, okay. Okay. Right. I think the issue is my end. Sorry, dude. Um, damn it. I tested it all and it was fine. Um, this is really annoying. Just bear with me a sec. Uh, right, okay. Ah, right. What, dude? Oh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Let me go to a better background. Awesome, man. Right, yes. At last. I can't this. I need the sound. Hello. Out there, so. Yeah, there we go. Right, it's a, I'm, I'm keeping it all in then. Because that's normally my policy, you know? I, I'm, I, normally, I normally leave everything in, so. That's it. It's real, man. It's real. It's like, where? Hello? Can you hear me? We're like two old men. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Is this someone on the line? 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. What do you, what do you mean like two old men? <laughs> come on, come on now. We're not that old yet. Well, I, it's, I'm, I'm fine with it, you know. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've lost so many people over the years. I've got no time for people who moan about being old. I'm like, oh, shut up, you could be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I play in a band with an 87-year-old lady, so I don't feel that old. <laughs> really? Wow. Fucking hell. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to, I, I, I was thinking for a minute there. Um, that's clearly not Mordred. <laughs> uh, it is. It so, is. Uh, you don't know the 87-year-old lady that's playing in Mordred now? You haven't seen the new thing. Well, uh, I'm just kidding. Well, it's, uh, it's another project I have with Danny White, and it's the Emory Villains. And uh, it's, it's kind of my happy place right now with music, you know? It's very calming to me. And, uh, you know, at my age, I could use some calming. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I know the feeling. Man. Are you holding up with all this COVID stuff? Uh, yeah, not bad, man. You know, same as everybody, really. You know, just trying to, I mean, you know, life's fucked. I'm sat here just burning, bleeding cash because, I, you know, I can't, you know, what I do is not happening so um yeah it's but it is what it is we're all in the same boat and um we've just got to somehow get through this and um you know wait for a wait for a cure yeah well geez uh i didn't know you bled cash because mm. that could be I just kind of I, I, may i offer my medical services anytime you start bleeding well, cash well this well this is the thing I'm you there see for you. well it, the, well this is the thing you see the problem with bleeding cash is that um, there's always a temptation that i could be rich but i might be uh, i might not be alive enough to enjoy it because if you know if i ble- if i bleed enough to be rich then i'm i'm going to be pretty much terminal so you know it's it's, it's a daily struggle mate it's a daily struggle it's rough man i know i don't have those kind of problems uh, no, no. Um, I ain't so, got much cash to bleed. <laughs> oh, neither, no, neither have I, especially during this shit. I mean, how are you? How are you getting along with this? You know, it's uh, how's it affecting you? Well, like uh, as a construction guy, you know, for my day job, right? Uh, Jeff and I, we haven't been doing much work, a little bit here and there, but it's not like the season should be. So everything is tight in the belt. You know, everything's light at the moment in that way. But with Mordred and stuff, we still play, we still practice. So it's it's that part of my life hasn't gotten taken away completely. And we have the ability to do like these live stream shows and this little bit of comedy stuff that we're doing and um, these little short films we do. And it's it takes up a nice amount of time, keeps me busy. And uh, so I don't dwell on like how bad things maybe can be right now. And there's a lot of... A lot of stuff going on in my area too. Yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah. You know, in addition to the uh, the virus, we have a lot of you know social issues that are being um, addressed. Have um, maybe let's just say should have been addressed long ago, and we shouldn't be in this place right now. But it's come to a head, and you know, Black Lives Matter. And policing in this country is out of control, and you know we have a lot of, um, you know, deeper, deeper, uh, all the way up the chain of government problems that we need to kind of work out. And uh, it seems the people have the fortitude to go through the motions in order to make these things happen now, 
So I'm at least proud to say that we could see some change in that respect in the near future and even some that's beginning to start now. So on that tip, um, I'm hopeful that we can actually get closer to getting things right now. Right now, right? <laughs> well, the timing the timing is, um, is just bizarre as well because it's like, as you said, you know, you, you, it shouldn't be happening now. It should have been. It should have happened long ago. Um, for it to be happening now, it, with you know a global pandemic going on as well, and probably the most divisive president any of us can remember, and an election on the horizon, which you've got to feel plays into all you know the the actions of the White House because re-election is what every political. Um, animal seeks you know from the minute they from the minute you gain power they're seeking re-election and so for that to be round the corner as well it's just like wow things come in threes man and you and you've got three beauties there well to just speak on that really quickly um i don't think that donald trump ever thought he would be president no and i think that he was just sort of trying to improve his brand strength you know and kind of Gain some clout with his it, real estate business and whatnot, it's right? The, it's, the mo- it's the most successful book tour in history. It really is. It's like we have yeah. our country's basically being run by reality stars, and it's it's uh, or we have a complete lack of leadership from the top. Um, our governors are trying to do the best they can with the resources they have, but they compete with the federal government for resources. And um, it's a shit show over here. And you should see the amount of cases that are going up daily. Um, you know, it's um, it's a bit frustrating. And it's been yeah. politicized that, you know, wearing a mask, basically you're a Democrat if you wear a mask and you're a Republican if you don't. Um, yeah. And it's like the, the COVID doesn't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Uh, yeah. young old they are a totally different type of mind that will take over any host they can and you know i've uh, i think the problem with this country in the respect to following the guidelines and that sort of thing is that most people have not firsthand seen what this does to people yeah and yeah or had a loved one die yeah so yeah. it's harder to 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 conceptualize that this isn't like a pandemic, you know, put in place by Bill Gates and uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and Obama, they all got together, and uh, and that uh, you know it's to take away your freedom and make you a socialist, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're to mask. Yeah, absolutely, and and also to tank your own economy as well, because <laughs> um, that's always that's always a great idea. Um, yeah, well, I personally want to be able to you know play live again someday yeah. and I want to uh, go to a restaurant and eat some food for a change I love my wife's cooking she's an amazing chef but um, I'm sure she would like to go out to a restaurant and eat too yeah yeah absolutely man and um, and um, it, it, what I'm seeing is that the behavior of some people is causing this thing to just linger on and go and go and go when it could really you know, it could be we could be mostly through it now, still taking precautions, but able to open some things that we can. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's hard on everybody, and all of 
this is interconnected with all of the people because sure some people can still do their job working from home and that's great but you know i do construction i can't work from home i can't paint your house from my house yeah uh, you know so i'm just putting into perspective my own life but there's a lot of people out there that work in bars that work in the clubs that we play that work in put on the lights put on the sound do all sorts of these, uh, you know, other jobs that are all connected to the world of nighttime entertainment. And that's pretty much at a standstill right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's the same the world over, unfortunately. Um, but, but look, let, let's, um, let's, let's get on to, um, let's get on to, um, uh, to Mordred because there's a lot to talk about. And, um, and, and what I want to start with is something that I've been thinking about. And I was, I was thinking. I knew I was going to talk to you. Obviously, I was going to speak last week. So it, questions sort of come and go in my mind. There's never any kind of like you know, I haven't got a list. But I was thinking, fire away, brother. Yeah. Oh, I, it's coming, buddy. It's coming. And, um, All right. I'm waiting on it. I'm yeah, waiting yeah. on it. Well, I, I was thinking you've got you've got um, you've got a unique voice, and um, I was talking to Sean Killian. That's a nice way of saying terrible, but thank well, you very much, right? No, man, no, man. We'll we'll get on we'll we'll get on to um, how much um, I like what you're doing on the new EP in in, in a bit. Um, but um, I, I'm gonna uh, basically. I I I kind of remember you you guys coming out. Yeah, I was a fan. I got Fool's Game, you know, when it came out. I got In This Life when it came out. Never got to see you, but um, obviously in later years did where we met. And um, uh, I, I you know I remember at the time amongst my friends and a bit amongst the press. It's like yeah, you know, I like them, but you know, I I can't I can't get on board with the vocals. And and I I got a lot of that. And as I said, I spoke to Sean Killian and he was like, yeah, I, you know, I explained my experience. And he was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and I was like, and I wanted to know how you felt about it because, you know, um, I know how I felt about it. And, and you know, is it, is it something that's ever bothered you? It, you know, and, and also at a young age when you, you hear that kind of criticism or that, those kind of opinions, it can, it can have a big effect on you. I know it you know, had more of an effect on me than I ever thought it would do. I think more than I realised at the time. But um, did you go through anything like that? Well, when you're singing in, um, you know, like a thrash metal type of band, like yourself and myself and Sean Killian, and you're not singing in the way that all the other bands do, then, you know, you tend to be, you know, it's sort of frowned upon because it's sort of a uniform sound. And so I did definitely, you know, catch some of that kind of vibe and stuff. But at the same time, I had the encouragement of other people that were, you know, there was plenty of people that were, you know, saying I was awful and all this business, you know, whatever. (laughs) Everyone can have an opinion. That's fine by me. But uh, luckily, I had a lot of people around me around here that were just saying, it's great that you're doing something that sounds different and it's unique. And these are all code words, I think, for like not that amazing. But (laughs) I appreciate it. And I I was, you know, my attitude when I play music in any of the bands I've ever done is, um, of course, I want people to like it. But if they don't, I'm not going to get all bent out of shape or stop doing it. 
um, I just love singing and playing and um, and I, I hope that the people that do enjoy it will, you know, keep enjoying it. And uh, I feel bad for those people that don't like it. You know, <laughs> same as those people that said that about you, because I don't know what that says about their, their taste. Well, you know? I, quite, quite right. Quite right. I, I can't I, say. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and well, as, as for, you know, loving what you do, um, the new EP... That's um, I'm I'm really I mean first first of all um, you know a bunch of opinions coming at you uh, second track just like pure hip hop boom that was like that's bold that's literally like getting your dick out and going yeah huh track two you've been waiting all these years for new music and the second track is a hip hop track fuck you we'll do what we like um, well what happened was. Um... I was inspired by Sean Killian, actually, when we did the, the benefit for Sean when he was ill. Um, I had to learn and sing some violent songs. And his cadence, oh, his, uh, his schemes, his flow, it, um, it reminded me a lot of, or actually what I was hearing on trap music at the time, because my son was playing it. And he was making beats and doing all this kind of stuff. And uh, so I heard it a lot. And I was like, man, these motherfuckers are just singing like or rapping with the flow of sean killian and that gave me the idea to do that track and my son harley's like well you need me to make you a beat for that right so i was like yes please you know make the beat so that was a collaboration with my boy and um the thing is is that i wanted the lyrics to be more of a uh you know a hard socially aware kind of thing and it's no sort of a, a wink or nod to uh like what's going on in you know kind of that style of music right now which is just you know a lot of self-glorification and like you know that kind of thing this was i was trying to be uh from a totally different direction uh you know just kind of hard social commentary kind of thing and i got to use my favorite word hackistocracy Right, and uh, that's very rare that you can fit that in a song. <laughs> you and, know that, I'm sure. And what and what is a uh, a hackistocracy? <laughs> what is hackistocracy? It yeah. is governance by the worst possible humans. Oh, so we we went from an oligarchy in America to a hackistocracy uh, uh, November third, uh, two thousand sixteen. <laughs> right. Okay. Got you. Got you. So, um, yes. yeah, yeah but epistemic look, autocracy. These are things that you can rarely throw into a song. So absolutely. I don't want to dwell too much on it. I love it. Um, I hope other people like it. But the funny thing is you're the first person that's even mentioned it. And I've done a bunch of interviews. So everyone just kind of skips right over even talking about it. They're like, so track one, and then they go straight to track three. And track four. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't bring it up or anything, but they're like trying to ignore the elephant in the room. And it's the, you know? it's the first song I bring up. Well, there you go. That's that, that's why we're but that's why we're mates. Thank you, H. Yeah, no worries. Asking the tough questions that nobody's everyone's afraid to ask these questions, but you, H. Thank you for that. Uh, well, I, I, but do you know what? I also guess it's because I'm in a band myself as well. So being in a band, it gives you a different kind of because, like, being in a band, second track in, you know, I'm like, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, uh, so, so, that, so I think there's that as well. 
you know i mean sometimes i've just i, I mean I've, I've just listened to um an album i've just got uh, a, um uh an advance of an album of a, a band i know and uh, and i've listened to it and i'm like Mm, there are some interesting artistic decisions that have been made there. <laughs> um, and so, H, wait till the record comes out. You're going to hear some more interesting artistic. <laughs> well, 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 I hope so. Well, I, well, I, look, I hope so. The, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I really like the EP. I really, I really do like the EP. First time I listened to it, I was like, okay, right. That's now I know what it is. I can, I can listen to it again. You know, it's almost like, like, you know, watching a movie for a second time that, you know, it's got a twist in it. It's like, you're going to enjoy it even more the second time, because now you know what happens. You can pick up on all the stuff that you missed the first time. Um, and so I have that old, that whole vibe going on. Um, and I, I'm basically, it's one of those things that, I liked I, I like it more than I realised I did because what I did was I played it a few times and then there was like I, I got a f- you know a few albums came in and I was listening to them and stuff and I found myself humming some of the some of the melodies and I was thinking what is that I was like that's Mordred oh yeah <laughs> and and it was like and, and I've just and I've kept coming it's kept basically what I'm saying is it's it's kept me coming back and and I feel like oh, you know. Would you would you say that it sort of grows on you like a fungus would? More sort like of, uh, uh, more like a cancer. Oh, <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, hey, look, you know, virus. You're the one. You're the one trying to like you know calling it COVID nineteen. Like, I'm, I'm thinking something like moss or like fungus or something. You go straight to cancer. Well, oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I bypassed COVID the whole thing, didn't I? I just went straight to. Uh, oh yeah, the, we're done with that. Yeah, the old C. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, so I, I like the EP. Um, the it's quite different well, sounding in places. It's, it's kind of different sounding in places. Was it recorded in were like where you were doing a song a day in different places, or have you deliberately kind of um, gone for? It's not a uniform mix, is what I'm kind of saying. You, there's, there's, you know, they, each song has a very different kind of feel and sound. Yeah, that's um, no. We recorded most of the stuff. Uh, we did all the basic tracks at once, and then we did some overdubs over some time. Took us quite a while to get it all done, actually. Right. And uh, so, so there will be def- and we had two different guys mixing the record too. So Matt Winnegar did um, the the "Not for You" song. And um, he did a couple of other songs on the LP. And then uh, our other good buddy um, did the rest for us. And uh, um, I don't know what to say, man. No, it's, just, not, no, it's cool. So I like it. That shit is out. No, no. I, and I, uh, I, I'm really happy that it's out. And it took us forever to, to get it how we wanted it. And we finally did. And yeah. Now I can sit back and kind of be, you know, proud of it. And, um, you know, I'm just very happy with how it all turned out. And Yeah, um, you should be, man. The LP, the LP itself um, is going to be a little bit more on the heavy side. Because although we didn't do, we were more kind of nostalgic for the Fool's Game kind of era. Um, so we didn't write songs exactly like that era they're quite different but they we do use a lot of the same Mordred kind of 
tricks that we always have. You know, all the kind of little things we do, the little little sprinkles of this and little bits of that. But man, I'm so happy that we're finally putting all this stuff out. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it, that, it, it was a that, long road. Well, that that's that's interesting that you've that you that you've all found yourself in that place. That you've all sort of found yourselves you know, more nostalgic for the for the fools game era than anything else. That is yeah. that's amazing. After all these years, that you that you find yourselves on the same page, going like, yeah, that's that's kind of. You know, that's what we want to do. That's that must have been a really good, solid base to work from. Well, yeah, what it meant really is that we just based everything out of, uh, you know, more of the heavy uh, foundations, you know, and whatever kind of style we might explore in addition to having the heavy foundation, it was always locked down solid to the ground with, you know, with some serious guitar chunk, 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 yeah, chunk, chunk, chunk. yeah, damn straight. Um, so you come back with an EP, you come back with an EP uh, and an album. I mean, uh, and you said like the EP took a long time. I to... bet you're wondering how that happened. Well, how did we decide to do that? Yes. Well, I, if, 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 if I know anything about the music business, I would imagine life got in the way and something happened that meant that, that, you know, this is how it's ended up. Well, what happened was, um, we recorded a bunch of songs. We never timed any of them, right? following me <laughs> right so we we dropped them all off at the mastering lab guy and we're like all right uh we're ready to do you know make one for vinyl and one for cds you know how you do and they come back with their two mixes and whatnot and so he gives us a call like a day or so in and he goes uh you've got like an album and a half worth of material here uh what do you want me to do with this so we're uh you know of course the first thing is all right we better start cutting some songs off this record you know, let's have this one, this one, this one. So it's like, actually, let's not cut the songs. Let's make an EP. And everyone's just like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. Let's do that. So that's how we ended up. It's basically three sides to one record. And the EP songs may be the ones on the fringe of uh, uh, being a little bit different. Kind of uh, our style of EPs. We get more experimental on the EP and kind of keep it a little more straight ahead on the album itself. So we stripped down the album, took four songs off, made an EP, and here we are. And thanks for having me. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. <laughs> I, I, I would, I, that, that I did not expect. That was, and clearly neither did you guys. <laughs> no, no. I was like, uh, it was, a, we were dealing with all this other kind of stuff. Like, oh shit, we're putting out the record. We better copyright it, right? <laughs> We better, you know, there's all these steps you got to do right. And yeah. of course, we wait till the last minute to do everything, you know. Let's do a publishing company. Okay, but let's do it like right before the records when we come up. Okay, so all that kind of happens. So on top of that, then the mastering guy's like, uh, yeah, you got way too many songs. So what's the order of the songs first? So we had the order of the songs and it was great and everything. And shit, if it was just a CD, we could have done it all as one thing and it would have been fine, but because uh, we did it on a vinyl, you can only do certain length um, before it starts sounding whack or it just won't fit. So, um, man, it was an easy thing. Uh, once people started cutting the songs, I was like, no, we can't cut any of these songs. We need to keep them all out. And I talked everyone into just doing an EP. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, I, the thing is... That's the story, man. I mean, it's... It's not that exciting, but you know, we we the, our problem is like we really just didn't time 
any of this stuff. But I think, <laughs> I, yeah, but I think that is, I think that is beautifully naive for a, for for a, you know for a bunch of guys who've been around the block long enough to know to be like on the ball getting shit copyrighted, you know, and, and everything else. Yeah, and then nobody going. There is a lot of stuff here. I wonder they, you know, I wonder if they can actually fit this on a record. (laughs) I think that's brilliant. Well, I don't know, man. But we're just, uh, (laughs) we're crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know why we even do this stuff. (laughs) But that's, but that is that that is that is basically that means there is five, like pure five musicians in the band. Because everybody was all over the music and all the rest of it and everything. And it's like, when it comes to stuff like that, there's usually somebody hovering around the band somewhere who asks the questions like, you know, you know, weeks in advance. How long is yeah, yeah. Oh, how long is it coming in at? And, and yeah, only if you thought about a track listing yet, you know, and, you know, <laughs> 16 songs, right? Okay, well, you know, if you thought that, yeah. yeah, it's like, no, let's just write it and get it done. Well, in many other ways, we're very, very organized and everything. It just was, um, yeah. this was just kind of oversight. We didn't realize how much we had. Um, but really, as far as like the other stuff goes, we just kind of threw it together at the last minute, but it's all done and it worked out. But it's a happy- We've done it before, so we knew how to do it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what are we doing here? We're just winging it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, and it's a, it's a happy yeah. it's a happy oversight as well. I mean, it's not like it's a it's a problem. You know, you've you've got you've got an EP out of it. Um, and um, have you um have you? I haven't seen any announcement on album title yet. Is that am I, is or have I just not seen it? Have you announced the album yet? Oh, uh, the album title will be the Dark Parade. Right. Okay. Imagine it being um, a parade, but uh, but dark. A dark parade. Yeah. yeah. Not a black parade then. No, just dark. Right, just dark. Okay. We're, we're all included. And uh, it's not, uh, when I say a dark parade, I mean, you know, it's Twilight, man. It has nothing to do with like, how anybody looks. It's just like, we're evil, it's Twilight. God damn it. Nice. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's funny. We went with themes on the record that are kind of like the Robert Barron era of America and um uh manifest destiny themes and um you know there's a lot in history that's repeating itself now and we were comfortable talking about things in a historical manner that might still be current in some way um as far as that and uh you know the dark parade kind of goes along with that because uh you know at that time there were lots of little dark carnivals, circuses, and parades with freaks abound, and uh, we sort of are akin to that with our Mordred Freak Show. And uh, and the five musicians that you spoke of, um, they were great, and I'm just so lucky that I let you know they let me hang out with them because uh, <laughs> it's nice get to sing over some of their stuff there. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And and you are. Um... Uh, you are doing some uh, some very cool things on the EP. Um, one song in particular, one song in particular, and, and um, I apologise for not having the song title to hand. I'm scrolling through my phone. No worries. Just just say a word or two. I'll know what song you're talking about. Um, I'm trying. Th- well, I'm I'm actually I'm actually trying to think that 
it might be um, love of love money. Love of money. Yeah. Um, where you're, where you basically you're, you're kind, of, it kind of doesn't scan. You're kind of just sort of rolling around over the top of it. It's. It's just it's 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 unique, man. I absolutely love it. I mean, it, it fascinates me every time I hear it because I think, Jesus Christ, there's no way I could do that. <laughs> what you could do it? Come on. A thing about that song was that um, I was trying to come at it from the perspective of of you actually truly love a woman, and her name is Money, but actually. It's for those that love money with the kind of love that you would love a woman. And that's sort of the, the twist or, or, you know, that's kind of where I was going with it. But what I was, the way I was singing it, I kind of was vibing off of like, you know, some fill and not kind of, kind of channeling. Yeah. That's what I was feeling. Um, but of course, you know, nobody could sound like Phil except for Phil. But, and, uh, you know, I was kind of channeling there. Yeah, no, I, well, it, well, it stood out for me. It stood out for me as a real, uh, like, just like vocally, you know, as a, as a as a fellow vocalist, it just stood out for me as something that was just really unique. Um, and funnily enough, I was... Um, well, thank you. Uh, and funnily enough, I was... Wait, you're welcome. Uh, I was up uh, staying... I went to see my mum for the first time in six months because um, she's been, like, you know, um, isolating. And... Um, I was up there last right. week, and um, and I was playing this. I was playing some tunes, and I was, uh, and uh, I played a Yuri P. And um, uh, and she, what did mom think? What what mom what mom said was that um, that particular song actually, in that particular vocal, she said, um, um, I uh, I lo- I love what he's doing on this song. She said, Thank I you, said, mom. <laughs> Uh, and I said, and I said, yeah, yeah, and he's got, and and uh, I said he's got a very unique, very unique voice. And she said, yes, very, very, very adaptable, um, you know. So uh, there you go. That was my, that was my. Uh... Well, thank you so much, Mom. I appreciate what you said there. There you go. And it's encouraging words like that that keep me going. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. If she said thank those, you. if she said those nice things to me occasionally, it'd be great. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I've. Um, I w- I'll play the I'll play the podcast as well, so she will she will get to hear that. I promise you. Um, so um, when it comes, how long have you been working on the album? Because that's like, you know. Oh God. Yeah. I think we started our basic tracks on it in 2014 or 15. 15. Oh right, so we'll just so say 2015. Right. Okay. So you've really rushed it out then. Yeah. So. Um, there was, we just had to get it out as quickly as possible because we just had to. Yeah. Now, uh, what happened was we recorded even more songs than what we used, and we wrote way more songs that we didn't record, and there was all this. We finally got to where we were at, and finally. And then, of course, there was just... Mordred is not just an easy setup, and, and then you play the songs, and it's all done for a record. There's a lot of overdubs that go on. You know, Paz has his own studio. We go over there to lay all his stuff down. Um, we did all my vocals at my place with Danny's computer. And we did all his guitars. He did a lot of his stuff at home. So we just do our basic tracks in the studio. 
and then everyone kind of does their tracks individually. It takes a long ass time. If we had like a, you know, a bunch of time allotted in a studio, like back in the old days, then we could have probably done it in like three years instead of five. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, it takes a minute. And then it took us like shit, like six months to mix it. Yeah. Cause you know, we were in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes we wanted to make sure we got it out right in time for a pandemic. So the yeah. only way you could see us play is by tuning in to Mordred Acting a Fool, Part Two. Yes, yeah. PM UK time on August first. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, <laughs> do you, Do you think um, was there any, was there was there any point where you got a bit disheartened with the with the process? You know, I mean. You know, you yes, could, there were many points and, that yeah. you feel like I've been working on this so long and so long and so long, and and we have all these obstacles we still have to get over to finish it up. You know, it's um, you hit the nail on the head with that question, and yes, my answer is yeah, yes, yeah, because and that's that's the that's the kind of danger as well as when you is the luxury of being you know artists just being able to work on something at their leisure. That's great, but without commerce to drive it to say, yeah, it needs to be ready by then, motherfucker. <laughs> um, you know, you're absolutely right. You, we just you lose it, focus. But you know, I honestly think though it's a better record because we had the time to do it and we didn't have that kind of pressure. Um, but yeah. like as you said though, there are times when you get, you know, get the feeling like you know, is this ever gonna actually you know work? I've put so much of my life into this, so many yeah. hours of my day and my months of my uh, life and, man yeah. you know it's like so but the thing is that with that's different with mordred than it has been with other groups that i've played with over this is that every single person in this group is so dedicated to what they do and is down to do whatever it takes to make whatever we're doing happen and that i've I, i've had other bands where it's been like that to a certain degree but it's never been like it has been with this band. So we have our personalities and we have our, you know, communications and all these things. But at the end of the day, this, these guys are like my family members, like my brothers. And we all put in the necessary work to make things happen without ever complaining. And that's what I really appreciate about this particular gang of fools that I'm uh, currently uh and have a long time uh, history with here <laughs> cool, of which man. i am one I do, uh, of which i am one i i, I, I saw what you did there a hey, gang of fools hey fools get yeah very good um yeah I, it, but the, the thing is though you know after all those years you know that that it's going to be a case of there are going to be times there are going to be dark times there are going to be you know people are going to be like oh you know how's the album going and you'll be and and like just the very question makes you go oh just like you know to leave it just fuck off yeah yeah you know and there's like you know, you know people 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 around you are like you know somebody goes to ask you how the album's coming along and someone else is like don't ask him yeah or somebody says it and everyone else goes oh you idiot oh god yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, yeah, people stopped asking us a while back if we were still making a record. So it, happens. That... it happens. It happens because they start thinking you're full of shit. 
They're like, ah, yeah, fuck those guys. Then, it's never coming and out. And then when they, and then when it finally comes out, we've been working on it five years. Everyone's so surprised. They're like, oh shit, you guys did another record? Holy shit! Like, that, th- yeah. <laughs> I, actually, actually, you know, yeah, they'll be like, "Wow, you guys did another record." Go, no, 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 no. This is—it's the same one. This is the one. It's like, oh, this is the same one as like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Is he the importance of putting out an EP first, though? Now, uh, is it yeah, all making sense? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Here, have some. Uh, yeah, have some. Uh, have some music. <laughs> Christ, yeah. Well, I, I, that, it's just awesome to get it done. I know the feeling as well, you know. First album in 29 years last year. It's like, it's an amazing Yeah, congratulations feeling. on your record. Oh, it's dope you, as fuck. And, oh, thank uh, you, man. Thank you. We, we have the same um, artist for the front covers, don't we? Um, we don't, no. Um, we had, oh, we, we don't? No, we had, um, we had Mark Wilkinson, who did uh, Marillion. Oh, he dude. did Iron Maiden, Book of Souls. He did Judas Priest. And acid rain, so it's a bit like New York, Paris, Peckham. Um, you know, you got those two, and then us stinking up the place. But um, uh, no, I mean, Andy, oh, okay. Andy's, Andy's I, I done our. Pr- it looked a lot like his work, so I just figured it was. But Jesus Christ, that's yeah. a fucking awesome cover. Thanks, I man. love it. That, oh, thanks, man, because it, it, it's definitely one of those covers where people either go like either your reaction or. Oh my god, that is fucking horrendous. That's terrible. And and yeah, and we do get those, and that's absolutely fine. You know, the last thing you want is people going, eh, "It's okay." You know, it's, you know, it's like if, yeah. if you want a reaction, I want you know, I want either like I want passionate love or violent hate. <laughs> yes, and I think that we are in total agreement with that, and uh, I think we both share a couple of qualities in the way we sing. Um, the way we don't really give a fuck if people don't like the way we sing, <laughs> and then we continue to sing, and some sort of strange joy we get from people reacting in such a, a way as to like you know be appalled by our singing. <laughs> I think that it actually it's it's just as it's not quite as fulfilling, but it's certainly more amusing, and I I don't shy away from any of that kind of stuff. No, I, uh, I as, as you don't either. Yeah, and, I, I, uh, you I are a great agree. singer. Oh, thank you. And you are a unique singer. Oh. And uh, I I appreciate Stop what you do, brother. Oh, thank you very much. I don't much, care man. what anyone <laughs> says about you, man. I love you, brother. <laughs> well, look, I and and right back at you, honey. I mean, as if I hadn't said how much I loved your vocals enough. But um, uh, uh, no, <laughs> uh, um, well, look, something, um, uh, something that. Uh, just occurred to me was when you're um you know when you were when when you're recording do you find now that you've got more control over your voice you've got you know you've got more i mean i find i find if anything i think i might have more range not less range i think i might have actually more range now because i kind of i because i actually know what i'm doing i'm not you know before before the last album came out i mean i was like a i was a 20 year old kid when i recorded my last album and that and then yeah. and then i and then i was a 48 year old man when i recorded the follow up <laughs> yep and and the difference is like is night and day you know for me you know i i have to say i totally agree with that um i was not sure i could still sing in the mordred voices as i haven't really had that uh, you know, in any of the projects I've done since Mordred, 
I haven't used the haunting high pitch vocals that I use with Mordred, uh, only on the lower side. So when I got back in and started doing it, it took me a minute to get back there. But once I realized how to do it and how to use this big muscle that I got right there, the diaphragm, that's the diaphragm, extremely huge diaphragm. <laughs> no, no, one's, um, diaphragm, that, one's that, the diaphragm, that one's the belly. The air. Yeah, I mean, it pushes the air and allows, like you said, it allows the range. And um, I definitely have a, a bigger range than I did because my range starts really low. And then I could go pretty high considering how low I start. So it's a pretty big range. It's just, it's not that high of a range. Well, as high as I am, I can't <laughs> sing that high. Well, I um, I actually went for some um, uh, for from for some singing lessons after we'd done the album. When we were going to go away on tour, I was like, right, uh, of which we've only ever done four fucking dates, but that's another story. Um, I thought I need to yeah. get some singing lessons in because I've done because you know I, I'm much more capable in the studio, but doing it live is that's another animal as well, and I don't want people coming and going. Oh, yeah, it, it, the album's great, but you can't do it live. Well. You- so, you know, what I could say about your live show and, and everything is that, sure, in the studio, you can you can have, you're not jumping around. Yeah. You're not moving. Constantly. Exactly. You, yeah. like myself, you don't stop moving. You don't stand there and strike a pose for more than a couple seconds. You're always on the go. And I love that about you, brother. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I do. But that presents its own sort of challenge, which, you yeah. know, I don't know if you've ever heard Donna or Britney Spears, uh, a recording of them live. They they back up their own tracks. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, all that. and then sometimes the audio engineer records them and they're just like <gasps> off key and just terrible. And the fact that you can sing with the amount of energy that you put out at your age. Hey. <laughs> And still hit the notes and do everything. That's that's actually pretty fucking amazing. Oh, thanks, man. And, that's, you know, it should that's be awesome. it should Thank be you. known, and a, a lot of people don't understand that there is the aspect going on right there. Well, I, well y'all should appreciate Mister uh, H in the Astro. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's very kind. But I, I went to see the singing teacher, and and uh, and she really quickly um, managed to. I mean, I haven't. You know, I haven't been for lessons forever, 20 years, 25 years probably. And she was like, right, okay, so you're basically self-taught. And I was like, well, I had some lessons 25 years ago. She's like, no, you're self-taught. So we talked yeah. a bit. I sang a bit. And um, and straight away, she noticed a habit that I'd developed, which is like possibly the worst habit um, you can possibly develop uh, doing what I do, as you've just described, um, is that what, what I was doing... What, 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 what I was doing was... Um, I would uh, I was taking a breath and then I would sing until I had no breath left and then I would grab a breath somewhere wherever that might be and and, and go again so 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 you know I so I was you know I was knackering my throat and and basically I was just you know I'm, as I'm tailing off the breath you know Wait, everything you're all the not support supposed to do that yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, apparently, apparently not, you know. So, so it's like, yeah. I'm, and I, I was telling our guitarist, and he was like, who, who sings a bit himself, and he was like, 
I was like, oh, so-and-so song's really difficult to sing. And he was like, why? And I was like, there's hardly any breaths in it. And he was like, there's one after every, every phrase. And I was like, yeah, I realise that now. And he was like, were you trying to sing that? <laughs> were you trying to think, sing the whole thing in one breath? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> O-H. So um, dumb. Now so you got me thinking. I got practice on uh, Wednesday. I'm going to have to start looking into that because uh, I do the exact goddamn thing, man. Really? Um, uh, oftentimes, they're un- I-, I appreciate that they think that there's a breath here and there, but oftentimes in, in the mortared songs, it's like, tongue like a rusty razor, took in your shot with eyes that seem so pure, walk like a dusty soldier, brought and show with the metal of his buddy's hat. Worse than the animal, the other snake. You know, yeah. it's like, it's rarely a spot where you could really get a hole on so you can. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, I mean, it, it's tough, but it, it but it, it kind of uh, changed my approach to, uh, to, to, to how to sing it because it, it you know, yeah. is, is looking at it in manageable chunks and seeing, and seeing where the breaths are instead of you know just you know ho- hoping for the best <laughs> um, and the thing and the thing is as well is as you're trailing off whenever you're tra- as you're trailing off you know the less breath you have the less you're supporting your voice the harder your voice is having to work the quicker you're going to wear your voice out so but, and also yeah. and also it, it, you, you know your voice is your voice is not used to being supported because when you when you first when you sing with that full lung when you when you're singing with your full lungs, that's when your voice is fully yeah. supported. And then for the rest of the time, it's just it's just a decreasing, you know, in 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 support. So you're not getting the best out of it apart from that, that very beginning. Well, one thing I learned years ago, I took lessons from a, a opera singer, uh, Nikolai Masenkov, and I only did maybe like. Maybe ten lessons with the dude, but he was a big baritone opera singing Russian dude, and um, that's where I think I really kind of learned about the diaphragm, right? Because uh, he could belt okay. that shit out, and he was like, he's he's looking at me, and and I could imitate him because I got the I got the ear, and I could make my voice, you know, whatever. But he was like, wait a minute, man. Yeah, you can hear it and you can tell where to place it, but do you really want to be like, you got to push it from your gut. Yeah. Stand up. Right there. Boom. And uh, so I learned pretty early on with that. And that kind of helps with the breath thing that you're talking about is that you're pushing full, full volume. You're like a bagpipe kind of. Think of your diaphragm as the thing on the bagpipe. Now you still got to blow into it. You still got to take your breath and everything, but you're getting your your push from out of your diaphragm. Well, so I am starting to see a, a lot, even more um, uh, similarities between ourselves because the singing lessons I had all those years ago, and I only had five or six, was with a yeah. female opera That's teacher. All you need. The female opera teacher, and oh um, yeah, and she taught me all about the diaphragm and all the rest of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? For opera singing, that was great. But I found out just before we went away on tour when I went to see somebody <laughs> who is, uh, you know, twenty-five years on. When we know a little bit more, 
I've been trying to sing in an opera style rock music and what I need to do is support and as, as she said you need to be taking lungs full of air not a belly full of air not a diaphragm full of air you need to be filling up through your lungs and if you are if you as long as you're as long as you're full of, as long as you're full of air and that's supporting the voice you are good you do not need to be you know touching your belly or pushing your belly out or doing any of that you know or anything like that and I was like, right, okay, this is interesting because this is like, this is not what. And and again, she said, right now I understand why you're hold, why you were holding your breath so long because in opera, invariably, it's all about diaphragm, banging banging lines out all the time. Every one of them at like you know the volume to fill a room. That's not what I, right. that's not that's not what you need to be doing. You know that's that's not. Um, and um, so, yeah, I've done, I had like four or five lessons with this woman. Totally opened my eyes. Um, and I'm, def- I'm definitely going to go back and see her when, after the pandemic, hopefully if she's still in business. But um, yeah, it's, and I've, I've actually found it really, really inspiring to, you know, like I just really, yeah, enjoying my vocals. I was actually looking forward to songs in the set instead of dreading them. And that is, I think that's the, I think that's like, the the best way of describing what I've got out of it actually looking forward to songs instead of dreading them you know like right yeah come on bring it on I can't wait to sing this one because I've got the fucking tools yeah man well shit man I'm gonna try some breathing techniques now (laughs) if you're so happy about it it's gotta be good man I just um... figured just let it rip Oh, mate, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I will send you, I, she's on YouTube, she's one of these vocal teachers who does, uh, criti- like, critiques, like, rock music and folk music, and you know, but it's always singers, and she does these reaction videos. Why, why and, dare? And I really, and I really liked, I really liked her stuff, so, um, I saw that she did singing lessons, and she's in London, so that's how I hooked up with her, but I'll send you her details, she does them over Skype as well, and stuff like that, and, you know... Do one and see what you think. Yeah, I could use a little help right now, H. You know it, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Uh, mate, I, 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 I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying you're saying. I'm just like I'm, I'm, right I'm right there. You know uh, what it is? Is this? Uh, we're joking around and we're having fun, um, but really, I love to learn anything that I can yeah. that would be helpful in doing Absolutely. the thing that I love most to do. Absolutely, you know, I mean, yeah. this is what I've always loved to do. And if you got some kind of insight or a little technique, that's good. It's like even the same way I learn about some trick about how to do some carpentry, or I learn how to do you know some some trade. Uh, some task in some trade that, and you know, someone's got the shortcut and this is how you do it and you can do it all day this way. I get excited about learning stuff and, and yeah, it, this is no different. And uh, let's face it. We fucking love doing what we're doing. And I could tell yeah. that you're having a really good time doing acid rain again. Oh, yeah. And I'm so happy oh, for yeah. you, brother. Oh, and, you know, that it's like, this this is like the this really is a really fucking great time in our lives, and I know it sucks that we're kind of under the quarantine, but you know I watch your videos with, of you doing all the silly stuff, and I, I love that video you guys made. Oh, with Suzanne Vega, with Suzanne Vega, yeah, and uh, dude. I, so 
That, yeah, that was sort of an inspiration for us to even, you know, do our comedy thing. Because let's face it, we weren't comedians coming into this. But uh, your inspiration on the comedy <laughs> side has uh, you know, oh, opened our eyes to what is possible. Oh, that's cool, and, man. Uh, Thank you. It's cool, dude. Yes. Thank you very much. Well, look, that that is an ideal place to leave things. But for now, because don't go anywhere, I've got some subscriber questions for you. Um. But for now... I'll start to leave, man. What do you mean? I can't go nowhere? For now and for now only, uh, Scott, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. And that is where we left it. Well, obviously, as I said, there's half an hour of uh, Patreon questions. They And you can go over to the YouTube channel and listen to those. Um, or you can sign up and be a Patreon... Uh, be, 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 be a patron... Um, come hang out with me once a month and also um, uh, you know get loads of really cool content and ask questions of some of your favourite heavy metal stars so um, guys uh, that yeah I'd better give the address actually that is patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith I always do this I could flog it and then I forget to say what the fucking link is mind you it doesn't seem to work <laughs> anywho um, I hope you enjoyed that I really, really did. And I can't recommend um, the Volition EP enough. Um, I really, really like it. Definitely, um, as as you've heard from, from Scott there, it's definitely um, that's the kind of more out there stuff. Um, we've got a whole full album on its way. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard it yet. I am going to try and get to hear it. You can fucking guarantee that shit. Um, but no, I haven't heard anything um, so far, but I am very keen to. Um, I, and I have to say, absolutely loving uh, the new Protest the Hero album, um, which is Palimpsest. Uh, Palimpsest. Absolutely fucking. That and Quadra are going to be in a fight, a, a direct fight for album of the year. Um, and funnily enough... Um, uh, well, yeah, it, it's just, it's an absolute, it, it's a killer album, Quadra, and Palimpsest is a killer album by Protest the Hero. Um, and also, sneaking up on the rails, really enjoying the new Lamb of God album. Really enjoying it. Um, I, I don't know if it's vastly different to, to the, the previous albums. I'm, I'm, it, it, I, I don't know why, it doesn't, doesn't seem to be. Um, but yeah, absolutely excellent, excellent album. Really enjoying it. Um and I kind of, I, I'm, I'm. It's almost a relief to finally find something that uh, that Randy's done that I like because, um, as I think I mentioned on the podcast before, I recently watched it as the palaces burn. You know, the documentary about him getting locked up, and and just, I mean, that's just a fucking brilliant documentary. And anybody who watches that and doesn't come away with a massive amount of respect for the dude, then uh, you've obviously watched a different film. Um, and and it's re- it's it, it it's great to actually finally like some music the guy's done because I've got so much time for him. Um, just a real a real sort of pillar of the heavy metal community and um, and yeah, for what he's been through and everything else, I'm really I'm really I, I mean I'm just really pleased I like it. I'm not I, do you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm sure Randy Bly is not you know worried that you know good old Dave Dave Blythe is not worried that Howard H. Smith from over the fucking pond finally likes something he's done. I'm sure that, um, you know, that is not something that's keeping him awake at night. But I have to say that, yeah, um, I'm just really, really pleased and really enjoying it. Um, So definitely worth checking out, folks. And certainly, 
definitely worth checking out uh, Mordred Volition um, definitely worth checking out um, Protest the Hero uh, uh, Palimpsest and obviously uh, Sepultura Quadra and there's going to be some exciting Sepultura news coming as well um, I have got a number of interviews done. I'm currently speaking with Sepultura's uh, webmaster and management ab- about how we release them and if we put them out uh, in conjunction with Sepulquatra, which is the um, uh, event they do every Wednesday on YouTube, um, instead of being in- on tour where they should be. So, um, so if, talking bollocks, if I can help out in any way, uh, good old talking bollocks, Howard, then um, then I will. So, guys, um, that's it. That's it for this particular podcast. Uh, make sure you check out um, Mordred. Make sure you check out Protest the Hero. Make sure you check out Lamb of God. And just, just hang in there. Get through fucking lockdown. If you really, really do want some interesting stuff that is going to keep you entertained, loads of stuff to listen to, loads of stuff to watch, honestly, in all seriousness... Sign up to uh, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. Um, you could probably spend a month going through, because it's uh, as of September, it'll have been up and running three years. Now, it's 36 months. So there's a lot There's a lot up there. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. So if you want to just sign up for a month for $5, download everything and fuck off again. I'm absolutely fine with that. You know, get it while it's there. You know, anything that's going to help get locked down you know get you through lockdown can only be a good thing um and do you know what if i was if i was a lot better off i would just make it all free for everybody during lockdown but unfortunately it's my only form of income so actually i really need you to pay sorry um please 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 let everybody know about the podcast spread the word you are the best weapon i have i can only say that so many times until i am blue in the face but please do please do Please do spread the word. Sign up at Patreon. And just remember, wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this, it's been a pleasure being in your ears. <laughs>